Jacinta Phelan and I am from I'll Meet You in the Lobby and slash now we're in lockdown. So I'll meet you in lockdown. And today I have got Matt Sykes and Matt Sykes is a nature-based tourism consultant. So I'd like to welcome you, Matt. Welcome to I'll Meet You in the Lobby or lockdown, I should say. <laughs> Thank you, Jacinta. We, uh, we're still close. We're still connected. That's good. That's good, isn't it? We, what would we do without Zoom and, and Skype and all these, these great um, connections? It's really good. At least it keeps us all connected. Now, um, Matt, you've got an interesting background and uh, you're, you're a nature-based tourism consultant. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? You've, you've um, had an interesting career, so, so tell us all about it. Uh, sure. Look, yeah, maybe a, a, a brief snapshot. Um, straight out of high school, I went to the University of Melbourne and studied landscape architecture. Um, so really growing up, had a really strong passion for the outdoors as well as, um, you know, as well as design and, and planning. Um, so after a few years doing work, particularly in my home region of Gippsland, um, I got the travel bug, as Australians tend to do, uh, and went off to Europe. Um, ended up starting a postgraduate diploma in entrepreneurship at Cambridge, um, based in England, and that was actually an online course. So it allowed me to come back, but it kind of was a, a shift, and it ended up setting me down a slightly different path. And a number of years later, I ended up going down to Tasmania, getting into tourism, um, worked with the Tasmanian Walking Company for a number of years uh, and then managed their Cradle Mountain Huts uh, walk product uh, and came back to Victoria only in the last couple of years to work with Peninsula Hot Springs, who I had an ongoing relationship with. Um, but that opened the door into wellness tourism and um, I helped them establish a, you know, a business case for that particular part of their business. So it's been a bit of a, you know, it's been a bit of a step from landscape architecture and entrepreneurship into tourism. Um, but all of those skills just continue to, to layer up. So the, the, the Peninsula Hot Springs has been huge here in Victoria. It's, it's really grown. So you've been all part of that, um, no doubt, with the marketing side of it. Um, also, you, you, did you market? You were also marketing at Peninsula Hot Springs too? Uh, not, not so much as the marketing. So, you know, essentially what I was involved with is that there was a strategic direction that the business wanted to steer beyond the bathing experience and into more of the wellness space. So the first stage of that was setting up a plan around developing a series of activities that people could do on top of the bathing. So it was, you know, ranging from yoga and Pilates classes to sauna workshops where you're talking about hot and cold therapy, um, even the body clay experiences. Hot Springs Yoga was a really fun one where every weekend people are guided through a yoga class while they're sitting in the hot springs pools in the amphitheatre, which, you know, it's a sensational, uh, sensational experience. Um, so it's it was kind of these, the first stage, these activities were meant as like an introduction for people that maybe haven't experienced or practiced, you know, wellness before. Um, so it's just really accessible, really fun, great, great friendly um, instructors. And then eventually as accommodation and other parts of the business develop, 
they'll work towards retreats and, um, you know, longer um, programs and education offerings. So my role was in more the business planning and then getting the operations of those activities up and running. Okay, okay. So then from there, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you've got into um, this this new Victorian bathing trail, which sounds amazing. How did that all come about? Sure, yeah. So last year I was really fortunate, um, or sorry, the year before I was really fortunate, 2018, to receive um, the Victorian Tourism Industry Council's Lynette Bergen Fellowship. And Essentially, that uh, that allowed me to pick an area of the industry um, which I guess I saw the potential for, for growth for myself but also for the industry. And um, I guess having been in the hot springs and bathing space, that was what I wanted to focus on. And it started out with recognising that in, in Victoria at the moment you have two existing hot springs destinations. So you have Peninsula Hot Springs on the Mornington Peninsula and then you've got Deep Blue Hotel and Hot Springs at Warrnambool. But what, you, what many people don't realise is that there's actually five hot springs projects that are in um, planning stage at the moment, and maybe even more than five now. So what you've got is you've got this emerging market and uh, when you look at it, Precedents elsewhere around the world in Colorado, Japan, Canada, also also in New Zealand. There's these hot springs and well-being tourism trails that stretch, um, you know, anywhere from 700 right up to 1,200 kilometres. So they become these epic journeys. Um, so I headed off through Japan, China, the Nordic region, England and the United States studying benchmarks, um, you know, visiting destinations. Some of it was pretty hard work having to, you know, relax and sit in pools a lot. But, um, you know, I got to meet a lot of the business leaders behind these and um, it it was really eye-opening that Australia and Victoria is very much at the beginning of, um, of something. So uh, what I did is I came back and I brought those ideas and I, I knew that, uh, you know, we have to, we have to really, to make this, really come off we have to think boldly so the vision that i had was for this great victorian bathing trail which would stretch right across victoria's southern coastline it would be 900 kilometers long it would start around malakuta to metung through into um, latrobe valley down uh, towards phillip island and then mornington peninsula uh, a string of floating saunas harbour bars and sea bars around port phillip bay then across to the Ballerine Peninsula, 12 Apostles, um, and eventually past Warrnambool and, um, and Portland. So the anchors really are the hot springs, mineral bars, floating saunas, harbour bars, these. And then um, that's the main corridor, but then alongside that you've got organic farms, you've got nature walks and forest therapy experiences, uh, you've got wildlife corridors, Indigenous cultural experience. So it, it really becomes this corridor for not only hot springs but broader, you know, nature-based wellness uh, experiences for the state. So it's a really big idea. It's going to take some time to, to get there, but, um, you know, the, the pick-up and support from international organisations has been great. And uh, just in the last couple of days, I've submitted it um, as part of the World Tourism Organization's 
Healing Solutions Tourism Challenge, which is part of the COVID-19 response. So mm-hmm. um, we, we need fabulous. ideas. It is. It's fabulous. What? Who will be, so from the point of view of um, who will be visiting these, who do you visualise visiting? Is it groups of people, solo travellers, couples? Who would you sort of think would be sort of interested in something like this? Yeah, well, I, I, I guess the, the document itself is probably aimed at more the, um, the tourism industry. Um, and then that would what would lead into a hot springs and wellness tourism strategy um, for the Victorian government, which then gets plugged into the broader strategy. And then I think in time, if if you look at you know let's say what's happening at Peninsula Hot Springs, you get a number of groups coming through. So let's say you know couples doing you know a short getaway um, that would certainly be one. Um, you know, girls getting away for a you know, hen's, hen's party or just yeah. an escape um, is, is certainly another. Then you've got families, you've got the older, you know, retirees market mm-hmm. where the, you know, the hot springs in particular is really good for their joint mobility, arthritis, these kinds of things. Fantastic. So, I, but I think you end up with, you know, the full kind of from start of life to, you know, to re- retirement and, we you know we all need to look after our, our well-being and, and when do you visualize all this to sort of be sort of come together like how many is, is it years is it is it only a couple of you know a couple of years or a couple of months or yeah sure so look um I, the vision was for 2030 um that this could be realized uh and i think there's a number of steps in between then mm-hmm. um but i think stage one i even uh, some promotion around the, the concept and trying to connect the dots between existing experiences. You know, you've got two anchors at the moment with Peninsula and, and Deep Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you end up with one in East Gippsland, such as at Meetung, which is currently being proposed, right. then you've got three, you know, within two or three years, we, we could have the, you know, the, I guess the foundations laid. Absolutely, yeah. In your with in your travels, where do, who do you think is doing it doing it well in that space, or the best? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, look, I think I get there's a there's a few different ways that you can look at that. So I guess if we talk about these these large scale pilgrimage trails, uh, you know. You know the best benchmarks are UNESCO World Heritage listed um, trails like the Camino de Santiago in Spain, and then you've got the Kumano Koro Trail in Japan, which has a combination of hiking and hot springs. So you walk for two days, then it's a day of hot springs and rest in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you walk for another two days. Um, but the hot springs trails themselves, Colorado is excellent. They've got a the Colorado Historic Hot Springs Loop, which is about, I think it's about 850 kilometres long. It's wow. um, over half a dozen destinations and then they've linked it with all of their other activities, whether it's hiking or skiing or, um, you know, rafting. Japan also really strong. So that's the trails. And then, of course, you know, if you look at Hot Springs culture, Iceland is amazing, Japan is amazing. Um, those are probably the two that stand out. 
Okay, they all offer different different things too, which is it. It sounds like a really structured holiday in the way of it's. Um, it sounds, you know, for people, there's a lot of different things to do as you've explained. But I can see there's, um, you know, for, for, from a point of view of you know, a structured holiday, it sounds terrific. Especially, you know, how how many weeks would you um, would you think would be suitable for something like this to go away for? <laughs> Like, if you're going to do the yeah, it's a really good question because you know I could imagine people spending a month stepping through from from end to end. Yeah. Um, right. But then, in a similar way, I could imagine you know uh, a couple doing a getaway and just doing one section of it. You know, mm. for you know for two three days something like that. And when you've got the eastern and the central and the western sections. Um, it, you know, you can you can do that however you you really wish. Yeah, yeah. As you and I speak, we're in unusual times. COVID nineteen um, has hit us at the, at the moment, and and we're you know, I still wake up of a morning thinking, what is going on? Like it's really you know been a shock to everybody, and I think we're it's, it's you know just unbelievable to we would never have imagined this um, could happen to us. And um, mm. I just, um, I'd like to get your take on what, you know, what travel looks like. How do you think travel looks like on the other side of, of COVID-19? Yeah, look, it's a really, it, it's, it's a, you know, phenomenal and in some ways devastating time for the tourism industry in particular. Um, you know, a, lo- a lot of my friends and and colleagues have either, you know, lost their jobs or are running businesses where they've had to stand down, you know, large parts of their team. So I think that's, that in itself is quite hard um, to process. But there's also another side to it where I guess you you start to hear people talking about what, you know, what the future could be and how this represents perhaps a line in the sand. And I think generally... Um, some of the people that I'm talking to, you know, it's some of those ideas that have been sitting in the, on the periphery for a while but seem to be coming more into the centre. So certainly stronger connections with community, stronger connections with the environment and I guess maybe starting to aspire towards this more regenerative or restorative approach to tourism where you're kind of looking at blending, like at the moment, let's let's say the this challenge that the um, World Tourism Organization has thrown up. So it's a collaboration between the World Health Organization and, and the WTO. So, you know, it's, it's easy for us to separate these things. But if you look at wellness tourism, there's a lot of activities that, that um, you know, tourism destinations can help facilitate, which are, you could classify as preventative health. So hot springs are a classic example of that, whether it's walking, whether it's cycling, whether it's yoga, uh, different retreats, whether it's, you know, more, more food-based. So I, th- I think what I see is that from a traveller's point of view, they're going to come out at the end of this and firstly they're just going to want space, you know. They just want to be going to be <laughs> out, in one, out in nature, not in their own backyard, not in their own house. I think once they experience that, they're wanting to be connecting with people and, you know, and their mates, their family that they haven't seen for ages. So I think 
naturally people will probably gravitate into the some of our regional areas which is excellent to help bounce back our tourism industry but i also think that they'll be craving you know things that noticeably are great for their health and uh, and bring people closer together and uh, as i say that's where i think this regenerative tourism concept has a, a lot of scope and and, and that's what I'm focusing some time on at the moment. Yeah, I, I can't believe how many people I see um, just in the last week or two, including myself. I'm out walking at least twice a day, um, you know, on some of the, I'm from Gippsland too, as you know, and, and uh, we've got some great walking tracks here and, um, and and just, you know, places to walk around around town and everything up here in Warrigal. Um, but it's incredible the amount of people that are out, you know, and couples and people that you just don't usually see um, where I live, people sort of driving to their uh, driveways of a night, straight into the garage, no neighbours really know each other. And uh, I have to say, I think even though we've had to keep our distance, people are getting to know each other more, people are walking past their houses more and um, it's been a yeah, really incredible time. Um, so, yeah, so it's really, it's, from that point of view, I can see, you know, with your situation with wellness and everything, I think it's going to boom. I think um, definitely after, after, hopefully, you know, soon, hopefully after September, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. we can all it's be released fun. from our homes. But, um, but yeah, at the same time, it's quite, it's quite remarkable that the change that you're, that you're describing there, it's happened, you know, I'm on the Mornington Peninsula. So it's, it's really clear that that's happening. But I think, you know, beyond those steps of our immediate neighbourhoods, once you've got that connection strengthened, um, I think instead of that long holiday that people might have been putting on their radar, I think yeah. it is these these regional areas still maybe interstate, um, but you can you can already see it shaping up, can't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And is there anything else that you want to um, discuss with us about about um, tourism in general? Is there anything else there that you have noticed yourself over the last couple of weeks, especially maybe, you know, we, we I suggest you probably live on LinkedIn too, like I do. Um, yeah. What are you seeing? I'm seeing some really great, um, I, I suppose from destinations, some really great um, advertisements, not so much selling the place, but selling, um, it's not selling, I should say, it's, uh, you know, they're discussing pausing your life and, and you know, coming back to those places eventually and, and travelling eventually. I, I think um, uh, Destination Portugal have just uh, released an, an advertisement actually and it's just beautiful the way they've put it together. Actually, Dubai um, Dubai have also um, and they're really lovely to watch um, without, you know, selling, you know, to come there now sort of thing because we can't, but it's it's sort of mm. offering a dream, I suppose, and um, for the future. So have you, is there anything you can share there if people that have been um, sort of promoting, any sort of companies or tourism companies that have been promoting, um, you know, travel after, after all this? Yeah, look, look I, you know, one of, one of the businesses I've been closest to um, is Peninsula Hot Springs and, um, you know, their their team is certainly, you know, talking about, you know, how to manage and, and maintain connection between, uh, you know, to their staff but also, to, you know, to their community um, uh, and, and customers at the same time. And I, and I think, 
you know, sometimes we don't really realise that these places that we travel to, they become a big part of us. Um, and, you know, not being able to get there, it's like somehow we're missing out. But I, I think there's, you know, some beautiful opportunities for storytelling and, um, you know, some some habits, some training, some, you know, some great things on social media that that businesses can be doing and are doing to maintain those relationships. Um, and, you know, having a bit of a laugh about it as, as well. You know, you see some, uh, quite a bit of good humour at oh, the you moment. Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, I, I think it probably, the, what it makes me think about is that there's this cultural influence or this cultural leadership that tourism um, businesses have. And I guess, it's a really interesting point to reflect upon that and our relationships with our customers because often, you know, it's not just one one visit and, you know, travel is often where you, you know, you save all your money because that's where you want to spend your time. So it, it means a lot to people. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of questions before we wind up. Where are you off to next when it's when we're able to, to escape our homes again? Where do you think you'll you'll be off to next for a holiday? Uh, look, it won't be, uh, I don't have any holidays planned. I, I mean, because I travel a lot for work, I, I, I when I holiday, uh, this is actually a holiday but I mean, for me, in terms of holidays, I, I'm probably getting into some of the areas of regional Victoria, yeah. but, um, I have an upcoming trip to Sweden and the Nordic region and I'm working with a food tourism company there called Move Eat. Um, so we're working on a business plan and a sustainability strategy. Um, I'm also looking at some of the this, the new project called Arctic Bath, which is right up um, quite far north where you've got a floating hotel and oh. um, series of bars out on the, the lake. Um, in wonderful. Helsinki, there's yeah. another another similar project. So that that's the next one on on the cards. Okay, and just one uh, one last question, and I always ask this in all my interviews. Um, what's been your most emotional moment while you've been travelling? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> most emotional moment. And you weren't expecting it, like it was something that just sort of came over you and went, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, look, I'm not. Uh, you know, it's hard to say whether it's the, the most without a lot of reflection, but there was a moment when I was travelling on the in, in Japan, so it's south of Osaka on this Kumano Koro pilgrimage. Uh, so essentially you, you fly in, um, what is it? It must be Kansai Airport there, and you take a train towards the south and you set off along the Key Peninsula. And um, this particular trail is is very unique because it's it's you know, it's basically like the founding story of Japan in terms of history. But um, what happens is you you walk through the forest and then you pop out, stay in these little, little villages and, and homes of an evening. But one of the days we were walking along, I was travelling with one of my best mates, we were walking along and we came out of the forest onto this really vast valley. And uh, when you stepped out, there was kind of this balcony uh, which looked out over this incredible pavilion. So it was one of those tiered pavilions. And in the distance was this 
very picturesque and just an incredible waterfall called, they call it at this place, Nachi Tatesha. So it's a very sacred spot. It's, you know, UNESCO World Heritage listed. But having been through, you know, that forest for a number of days, coming out onto this vast view, my it was just like this incredible moment of relief and awe and wonder. Um, my friend captured the moment. He took three photos. The first moment, I'm just laughing. The second moment, I'm leaning over because I'm exhausted with a 25-kilo pack. And then the last one, I'm just looking up to the sky and just, you know, just just being thankful. So that, you know, that's a that's probably a really fond memory. Well, that's a beautiful way to end the in the um, interview. Thank you so much, Matt, for um, joining us today. And we'd love to have you back, um, you know, probably in a couple of months um, to hear a little bit more about what's going on with this um, Victorian spa trail. It just sounds fantastic. It sounds. Um, I think I think we'll do really well out of it. I think a lot of people will really embrace it. Um, and thank you for your time. And stay no, safe. No, <laughs> Thanks very and, much. Uh, and yeah, everyone at home, just look look after yourself. There's so much you can be doing. You know, walking and sleeping and eating well. All of those practices are so important right now. And keep your hands clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks all right. a lot, Matt. Cheers. Thanks, Jacinta.